Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> ah, it's a beautiful day to be alive. Beautiful day to join together in love. So let's do that right now. We're going to start off as we always do with a prayer. I place my hand on my heart. I take that deep breath of love and gratitude. I'm so grateful and thankful for my life. Grateful and thankful for the love of God live streaming through each one of us. Grateful and thankful for divine wisdom, A Course in Miracles. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to remember and recognize the fullness of love is right where we are now and forevermore. We are truly grateful truly thankful to call forth dynamic healing, inspiration, clarity. The very freedom that we desire is awakening in our mind and we are grateful and thankful to give it our attention here and now. We're sharing the benefits of our life of love, our clarity, our joy with everyone because we're one with them so grateful to gather together for this purpose In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we're going to talk about love substitutes here. Uh, Something I've never spoken about on the radio broadcast or anywhere else, really. I think it's it's another way of saying... um, false idols, but uh, substitute was the thing that uh, came up, uh, and uh, I, I'm excited to explore it, see what Spirit has to say about it, and as I'm thinking about this, uh, it got me thinking, and I've written a couple of uh, emails Uh, It's a three-part series, and today was part two. Uh, So if you're if you get my emails, you'll find that uh, it started uh, on Monday, November twentieth, and it was entitled uh, something you might not know about me, and uh, just talking about my own experience of growth and healing and transformation. Because uh, I've been thinking a lot about it as for two reasons. One, uh, the more people who come into the Power of Love ministry, this ministry that sponsors this broadcast and uh, is the, the nonprofit organization I founded in 2013 and that is the hub and the offering point of all the classes that we do, the free classes, the daily prayers and the webinars and the, uh, the videos and the radio show and the text messages in the app and the Power of Love Ministry funds it all, uh, mostly through um, revenue from classes uh, and donations. That's, that's it. So donations are a very big part of our budget that allows us to offer more and more free things. One of the things we did this year was we made the A Course in Miracles app for Android. Uh, people had been asking for it, so now that free app available in the Android store as well as the iTunes store, the Apple App Store, so you can get it for uh, all those devices totally for free. And it's a great thing to tell people about because uh, many people are a little intimidated by the big blue book. They maybe don't 
wish to purchase that big blue book and then have it staring at them, but they can get the app on their phone. And uh, the app is designed so that you can search for it. Of course, you can put it on an iPad or a tablet device as well. And so I invite you to uh, check it out if you haven't. And uh, if you enjoy that app, please write a review. That helps us to uh, just, it, it makes Apple and and the Android people tell tell more people about it. At any rate, I've been thinking about these things because more and more people are coming into the ministry who would like to be spiritual counselors, who would like to be spiritual teachers, uh, even people who are ministers, who are spiritual teachers, who are life coaches, who are therapists, and who are in the healing professions um, and teachers, and they're looking for more support to be even more loving and compassionate and kind and generous, insightful and wise and divinely inspired at what they do. Artists and uh, all kinds of people coming into the ministry looking for resources to support their spiritual growth and expansion so they can uh, shine the light in their neighborhood, in their community, in their workplace. And uh, more and more I see us attracting people who are truly hungering, truly thirsting after uh, righteousness, as it says in the Bible, and uh, they long to be fed. And uh, we're able to serve more and more people, and more and more people around the world. So what I've been writing about and thinking about lately is... um, Things like, uh, I was writing about this in the email I sent today, which I wrote in the wee hours of today, uh, and uh, I just was very inspired to write. And um, remembering things that have happened to me in my life, that uh, where people uh, would call me, coming straight from a doctor's office, saying, Jennifer, I I just got a terminal cancer diagnosis, and I haven't told my wife yet. I haven't told anybody. You're the first person I'm telling, and I'm not sure where to go from here. But I just got inspired to, to reach out to you and talk with you about it. And having very deep conversations sometimes with people about things like that, about their loved ones who are making their transitions and uh, people who their parents, and this is the time of year when a lot of people do make their transitions. Uh, In uh, this time of year as we turn the calendar to the next year. Uh, And I've had so many conversations with people who have had difficult relationships with loved ones who are now watching their loved ones transition out of this world and they're looking to repair that relationship like I did with my mom before she made her transition. And it's a privilege to be able to talk to people about these these things in their life and to really be able to support them. And... I was saying in this email, I remembered as I was writing it, I remembered a call I got one day in the morning. This woman called me. I didn't know her. She didn't know me. But somehow she connected with me, I think through Facebook, maybe a YouTube video. I don't know. It's amazing how spirit works and people find things. And uh, she managed to call me. This was back in I, when I lived in Los Angeles. And she said, I don't know you, but I saw something of yours and I thought maybe you could help me because I'm just going to tell you I'm trying not to kill myself before my child comes home from school today. And uh, I could feel it was very intense for her. And we talked I gave her some very clear, concrete things to do to shift her energy. And I said, do those things and call me back. And she did. 
You know, she didn't call me back until very late in the afternoon, but I had trust and faith that Spirit had guided me to guide her. And I'm so glad I have that faith that I don't wonder and worry, did I say the right thing, did I do the right thing? I don't wonder and worry about that very often because, and really not in my professional life, because I do feel divinely guided and led. And um, she did call me back and tell me that everything had shifted for her. And um, I'll tell you, I, I think it, what I, one of the main things I told her to do was, <coughs> well, I invited her to do it didn't tell her to do it, I suggested she do it, was to write a letter of self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, who among us has not wished that the negative voice in our head would die? That the sad, longing, desperate feeling we've had would die? Who among us have not had that feeling? And if we identify with it, we think that we want to die. I know. I, I, I had that going on for me for a long time. And, but I've had a lot of those conversations. And in the beginning of my ministry, when I was in ministerial school and a new minister, and I would get these calls, and I'd be so blessed to be able to cancel whatever was coming next or to be able to take the time to talk with that person. Of course, I I never got paid for any of those calls, but I would literally hang up the phone and drop down on my knees and feel so grateful, so grateful that the person called me that I could take that call, that I could answer that call. So grateful that it didn't frighten me, that I knew what to say, because I knew God would tell me what to say. That I could trust my higher self, could trust the Holy Spirit in me. That I didn't try to figure it out. I just allow Spirit to share what that person could find helpful and I mean many times literally dropping down on my knees weeping so grateful so grateful and it helped me all those calls they helped me they helped me to realize we're all good We're all pure. We get confused. We get lost. We feel desperate. We feel angry. We feel furious. We feel afraid. We feel sad. We feel hurt. We feel intense longing. We feel intense worry, intense shame, intense guilt, intense jealousy. We escape into fantasy. We delude ourselves into all kinds of substitutes for love. But it never stops or interrupts or damages the truth of our being, which is we're all eternally perfect and pure. And that what happens in this illusion stays in this illusion. We take the the growth from it and God is ever creative, progressive exploration of love and the expressions of love. And we're explorers. We we explore the depth of depravity and we explore the heights of perfection. That's what we do. And it's extraordinary, it's intense, it's challenging, it's frightening, it's confusing, it's unnerving, it's all these things. 
and I'm just so grateful that more and more people are coming forth who have that hunger to let go of this idea that there's something wrong with us, that we're bad, that we're impure, that we should be punished, that we don't know our true identity, that we're lost in the illusion. More and more people are coming forth. Despite any appearance in the world, I know more, I feel it every day, more and more people saying, enough, there is a better way. I will find it. It will find me. And that's so exciting. It's so thrilling to be a part of it. And uh, I say this because when I felt helpless and hopeless and yet still called to not give up, still called to find a way in what not only felt like the dark, it felt like I was just coming up against dark, wet, stinky walls of my own self-hatred and disgust. And I couldn't seem to find uh, a way to anything else. I still, there was something, that spark that uh, talks about in the Course that spark was calling me and there was something in me that just couldn't give up and now I know I understand why I couldn't give up because life is so beautiful and no matter what wretchedness we've experienced and how lost or confused we feel there is still a beautiful life awaiting us in this world in this world and that's it's our destiny to find that pathway and A Course in Miracles leads us there it does lead us there and it is dense it seems very dense until it doesn't anymore and I'm just so grateful that I didn't give up. And right now, I feel more and more people called to be teachers. One of the things I'd like to do next year is to start teaching people how to do my forgiveness workshop. So they can go and do it wherever they feel called to. So more and more people will be teaching forgiveness. Because I've really learned how to do that. And it's so beautiful to do it. It's so beautiful to be able to share that with people. There's a reason why Course in Miracles tells us forgiveness is everything. It's absolutely everything. It's our way out of the pain and suffering. And so, yeah, that's what's, that's part of what's unfolding. And right now, uh, we have a couple of folks who have come forth and they've, uh, asked me to challenge the, the listeners of the radio show and the people who participate in the Power of Love ministry to raise $25,000, and if we do, they'll match it. And uh, we're at about $10,000 now, and we have just under two weeks left right now. And um, so we have $15,000 more to raise in two weeks, so it's a bit more than $1,000 a day. I believe we can do it. And no contribution is too small or too large. <laughs> Let's surpass. Let's surpass that $25,000. Uh, and you can go to powerofloveministry.net, powerofloveministry.net to make a contribution. 
and every dollar that you give will be doubled right now. So I'm inviting you to please do that by December 4th if you feel called. And of course, all the donations are tax deductible. It's so exciting to see people going along this journey with me who are uh, who are teachers. They're teachers, they're counselors, and they're choosing to say yes to it. And uh, people are um, leaving one job to go into uh, a, a spiritual profession. And these, these twists and turns in our life, uh, it takes so much courage. It takes so much courage. And it's wonderful to be able to support people who have courage to have trust and faith in God instead of the ego. And that's what the letting go of uh, the opinions and the judgments is. It's trusting in spirit. Because back then when I would get those phone calls from people, I still do. But back then, I, I had to have trust because otherwise I would be afraid of failing them. If I didn't trust in God, I would have been afraid of whatever my personality could come up with. And that learning to trust, uh, that's why A Course in Miracles tells us in the Manual for Teachers, it's the number one characteristic of God's teachers. So let's put our trust in love and not in substitutes. Not in substitutes at all. So <coughs> the the substitutes for love. The substitutes for love are anything that the the ego comes up with and convinces us that the special relationship is preferred to the holy relationship. That the special relationship is all that we can do. So, it takes courage to give the special relationships to the Holy Spirit. As we're coming into holiday time, and right now it's Tuesday morning before Thanksgiving here in the United States, which is our biggest family holiday, and many people are looking forward to being with their family, and many people are not looking forward to being with their family. Many people are sad that they won't be with their family. Many people I talk to uh, uh, or have spoken to over the years are afraid of being with their family. They um, can't stand to be with their family anymore. There's all kinds of things going on in those family relationships. And I really encourage you, if you can listen to the broadcast last week about guilt, a lot of what came through was really beautiful uh, and understanding that when we are uh, telling people that they're bothering us and indicating that they're bothering us or they've upset us. We're trying to shame them and make them feel guilty. And a lot of people don't even realize that's what they're doing. And because we're all one, if we're trying to make our brothers and sisters, our mothers and fathers, our neighbors and our co-workers feel guilty and ashamed, we're doing it to ourselves. And we will feel guilty and ashamed. We will. And probably soon after. And we won't connect the dots, maybe. I I didn't used to connect the dots. I just felt bad about myself. But I didn't realize, oh, it was because I just said to that person, oh, come on, you're, you're, you know, you've disappointed me again. Oh, God. You know, and we do it over the smallest things like, oh, 
those aren't the carrots I wanted when they go to the store for us. Oh, come on. You know that's not the tomato sauce we buy. These kinds of things where our response is guilting and shaming and blaming. That we're blaming them for our upset. We're shaming them for our upset. We're trying to make them feel guilty for our upset. But it's never their fault that we're upset because we're never upset for the reason we think. We interpret these things that nobody's listening to me, nobody cares about me, I can't get anything right, I'm surrounded by losers. All these things are the meaning that we make of it. But you know what's the juiciest, most wonderful thing in the whole world? Is when we can love without conditions. It's not when other people love us without conditions. It's when we can love without conditions. And we can start loving without conditions now. Now, a lot of people get triggered and think that, oh, that means everybody's going to take advantage of me. It actually doesn't mean that. When we're truly being authentically loving without needing anything in return, and that's what no conditions means, when we can give love and share love, kindness, generosity, patience, willingness, without needing anything in return, then people don't try to take advantage of us. They don't. But when we're in our ego giving to get and we're manipulative by giving to get, like attracts like and people try to do the same thing to us. That's how it works. We think it's about them, but it's not about them. It's like a boomerang. Somebody gave me a card. I don't know who right this second. And it said on it, Jennifer, love is a boomerang. (laughs) I love that. So we're going to talk in the next part about uh, the substitutes for love. I hadn't planned to say all that that I said, uh, but it was still ringing in my head from writing in the wee hours of the morning. And uh, I love our connection. Thank you for, for joining me and transcending time and space to be together. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're... We're going to be talking about the substitutes for love. And uh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Recognizing and eliminating the substitutes for love. You know, uh, I was looking at uh, in Chapter 15, Section 3. It's called Littleness versus Magnitude. And I get led to it uh, from time to time. Be not content with littleness, but be sure you understand what littleness is and why You could never be content with it. Littleness is the offering you give yourself. You offer this in place of magnitude and you accept it. Everything in this world is little because it is a world made out of littleness in the strange belief that littleness can content you. When you strive for anything in this world in the belief that it will bring you peace, you are belittling yourself and blinding yourself to glory. Littleness and glory are the choices open to your striving and your vigilance. You will always choose one at the expense of the other. So I'm inviting you as you go through your holidays this year, instead of thinking love or fear, you know, it's kind of an old choice. We can kind of bat that away now. What about little littleness versus glory? 
the glory of God. You can shine the glory of God in your family, in your workplace, in your body. Or you can choose littleness. Now, having worked with so many people one-on-one and in groups, one of the things that I've spoken a lot about is I was doing before the break, giving to get. Let's become hyper-aware of giving to get. So we can ask the Holy Spirit to make us very, very aware of giving to get. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to do the dishes, hoping that you'll help me wash my car, or I'm going to help you with your taxes in the hope that you'll help me move my furniture. We, we make all these kinds of deals, and it, it makes our relationship steeped in specialness, it makes our relationship steeped in uh, deal-making rather than love without conditions. So, uh, one of the things that I learned, um, oh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or something, I was really uh, feeling this uh, lack. I I was uh, financially challenged. Maybe it was longer ago. Anyway, I was feeling very financially challenged. And very financially challenged. And I had a lot of debt. I was having trouble paying my bills. And um, I was worried about money. And um, just, oh, so much lack and limitation thinking. Just constantly focused on lack and limitation. And I was praying and praying to release it. And so many things in my life I go through, I think, so that I'll learn from it. And then I'll share from it. I just see that as a pattern in my life. And so uh, what I learned from that experience was that up until that point, I had been uh, very much a scorekeeper in all my relationships. And, you know, I, I could say, well, I was raised by people who were scorekeepers and meaning, oh, I did this for you, Jennifer, so I'm you need to do this for me, you owe me, and that kind of thing. And it uh, drove my personality to be fiercely independent. I did not want to be dependent on anyone for anything. Get me out of here. And so I um, I really was such a scorekeeper because I didn't want to owe anybody anything. And uh, in many ways, I felt that my family was manipulative they weren't maliciously manipulative it's the way of the world i do these things for you therefore i expect you to do these things for me it's expectations it's very manipulative and um we came to your house for thanksgiving last year now you have to come to mine well what if i don't want to go to your house for thanksgiving why do i have to go to your house for thanksgiving just because you came to mind this year. If I would like to have Thanksgiving, at my, if I don't wish to go to your house because I don't like your house or something like that, maybe that's okay. Maybe I can say, look, you're welcome to come to my house, but if you don't want to, I'm not going to your house, and I appreciate the invitation. I don't feel like it. People get mad at you. What do you mean you don't feel like it? You have to. It's... we. I think it's time to examine all these things. It's time to examine them all. You know, one of the things I've been spending for the last bunch of years, spending a lot of time at my brother's house, where I am right now, and visiting them because I haven't had a home uh, a lot of the time in the last few years. And it's been about a year and a half now. Oh, it's been over a year and a half since I had a home. Uh, I've been moving around, constantly moving around. And, um, and I spend, I'll spend months at a time with my brother, kind of coming and going still. But, um, and there are so many times when I'm like, you know, oh, let me just do this. I'll do this for you, you know, and, uh, I don't even, you know, I just do it. I don't say anything. I don't make a big fuss about it. I don't do it, you know, to get attention or credit or anything like that. And, um, sometimes I notice, 
that my brother might be like, well, we'll do this for you. I'm like, you don't have to do anything for me. I, I did what I did because I wished to do it. And you, you don't owe me. I just did what I wished to do. So, um, yeah, it's fine. There's no debt here. And, you know, there's, I can see sometimes that my brother and my sister-in-law will be a bit like, hmm, what's that about? But, you know, they, after years of it, they're used to it and, and they accept it. And what I've seen as a result is life is naturally freer. One of the things I got to do, I remember years ago, I had some um, friends who gave a lot of service at church, a lot of service. And um, I really admired them. And I wanted to thank them for their service and really do something to to thank them that they would enjoy. But I, I knew as their friend that they would feel very uncomfortable with me giving them anything really nice. So they would feel like, oh, well, geez, now we have to do something for her. I could just feel that. So what I did was I got them uh, both uh, gift certificates for massages. And uh, someone had come to their house and give them massages or something like that. It was a long time ago. And um, and it was so fun to, to see them say, hey, you're never going to believe what happened this Thanksgiving. We got this gift of thanks from an uh, anonymous person. Oh, isn't that wonderful? So nice. Nice to give anonymously. Nice to be able to do things without needing anybody's thank you or appreciation. It's wonderful. It's really, really wonderful. And uh, it's being of service. Uh, and it's it's opening our heart in love. I, I love being of service. Um, and so, but if we're doing it to get something, then it's one of those love substitutes. It's not loving. We, we could make up a story that it's loving, but if we're looking to get something back, it's not loving. Love does not need anything in return. Love is its own reward. Now, we will, we, we all probably have been in some kind of relationship where people are doing things or giving us gifts or words of praise that they don't really mean. They need it, they should do it, something like that, that it will somehow satisfy us or placate us. That is a substitute for love too. It's all some kind of crazy, let's make a deal subterfuge. And it's really demeaning to everyone, in a sense. Uh, its, it's intention is egoic, and it's like diluting the intimacy and the connection with people. So my invitation to you is to really look at the things that you're doing, particularly around the holiday time. It's such a good time to practice this particular spiritual practice of not giving to get. So, for instance, I don't go to parties I don't wish to go to. I just don't. And I used to be a party person, but I'm not anymore. And, um, but I, I love to be of service. So being able to do what we do in our mind, uh, holding it in our mind as really, is this really loving? Is there anything I'd like in return for this? If there is, let me not engage in this behavior now. Because it's purely egoic and it will reduce the flow of love in our lives. So if there's something I'd like somebody to do for me, let me be direct and ask them. Let's not, it doesn't have to be an exchange. Why does it have to be an exchange? 
Now, I will say that, you know, I'm training spiritual counselors, and the spiritual counselors who are in my training program, they work, uh, they do sessions, uh, I send referrals, and they do sessions on a love-offering basis, so that there is an exchange of energy, uh, because it, it does... Uh, keep a flow open but it's you're not giving to get you're giving because you have received and you're grateful and it could be anything it could be a dollar it could be a hundred dollars could be whatever spirit guides you to it could be um, you know sometimes people will uh, do wonderful things for me and um, if somebody wants to do some wonderful thing for me, but they expected something in return, the giving to get factor, no, we give because we've already been given. We give because God has given us so much. Going back to the um, the phone conversations I was talking about having with with folks where they would call me and there was no... It wasn't a, a counseling session that was uh, booked and paid for. It was just they were reaching out, and I answered the call. I was so grateful every time I had one of those calls. There was not one of them that was a burden. I was deeply, deeply grateful that I was able to take the call, that God had them call me, and that we could talk with each other. And what I've learned is that everything I give, I give to God. Because God's all there is. And everything I receive, I receive from God. Because God is all there is. So as long as I hold in my mind, that is how it works. Everything I give, I give to God. Because God is all there is. And everything I receive, I receive from God. Because God is all there is. As long as I keep my attention on that, then I'm in the flow of love and prosperity. But if I am keeping score, then it's conditional and it's not in the flow of love. It's not in the flow of love. And it's amazing because you can't outgive God. You can't do it. You can't do it, but you can be a martyr. And earlier this year, I did wonderful teachings came through about the crucifixion around Easter. And uh, it was really powerful and beautiful. And I know some of that was in the radio shows. And... Uh, uh, in order for us to really be in the flow of love, we've got to get all those martyr thoughts out of our mind. We've got to give them to the Holy Spirit for healing. We, we let go of that crucifixion consciousness because we cannot have the resurrection, the ascension, the awakening until we're complete with the crucifixion. So another invitation I have to you is, let the crucifixion consciousness go. Don't take it into your holiday gatherings this year. Because I talk with many people who do so much at Christmas, and they're doing it to get approval. They're doing it to get recognition. They're doing it as martyrs. It's not loving. It's not love without conditions. It is manipulation. It's giving to get. And it definitely is a sticky, icky substitute for love. And when we're willing to give up the substitutes for love, then all that's left is love because love is what we are. Love is our true identity. It is, as Deepak Chopra would say, it is the ground of our being. It is the, the essence of our nature. So... When we get the substitutes for love out, love is what remains. And you know, of course, Miracles tells us that what we're really afraid of is that pure love. We're, we're afraid of somehow 
dissolving into the light. We're afraid of the unity, thinking that unity is death, but it's only death to the ego, not to us. But of course, if we're identified with the ego, it's going to seem like death to us. So my invitation to you is with everyone you love, with everyone you admire in your life, how about random acts of love and kindness, unconditional, and maybe anonymous, maybe anonymous, that you don't need to get credit for it. What if we stopped getting credit for things? Because, you know, like, let's say Gandhi's got a lot of credit. You know, Mother Mary's got a lot of credit. Martin Luther King Jr.'s got a lot of credit. Guan Yin's got a lot of credit. But is one of them better than the other? And really, are they any better than us? No. No. Because we're one. There is no better than. So who needs credit anymore? What if we just gave up getting credit for things? If we didn't need to be acknowledged and appreciated and recognized anymore? Boy, that's a great undoing for the ego. And I got to say, one thing where it's challenging for me is, uh, I'll just be quite transparent here, is uh, giving gifts to... um, but sometimes my my niece and my nephews were um, in, in the past I would send gifts by mail and that were not acknowledged and I would feel like geez I don't want to give them gifts anymore if they're not going to acknowledge them and I look at that and I think well is that giving to get do I need acknowledgement <laughs> My ego does. It really does. So letting that go, letting that go, and not having any judgments about what's polite, what's impolite. What do I feel like doing? How do I wish to express love? Am I willing to love without conditions? Can I love and be compassionate with people who maybe are less loving and not compassionate? Can I do that? Or do I need them to recognize me, appreciate me? What's going on there? So there's a great opportunity for growth at this holiday time. And looking for the substitutes for love. So the substitutes for love are that acknowledgement, that recognition. Substitutes for love are when we accept unkind treatment and behavior in our relationships when we are manipulating others and they're manipulating us. That's all substitutes for love. But we don't have to change anyone else. Seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. And uh, we were talking about this in Masterful Living yesterday about when you when you'd like to shift a relationship, Talk to the other person's higher self. Because we all share the same higher self. So talk to the higher self. Tell them how you really feel, but don't blame them for your feelings. Tell them what you like, not what you don't like. That's a great rule of thumb. Tell people what you like, not what you don't like. People are so much more willing to tell people what they don't like by saying, Oh, come on, stop it. Oh, I can't stand when you do that. Well, that was stupid. We're much more willing to say those kinds of things than to say, oh, gosh, I just love it when you do that. Oh, I love it when you're you're like this. Oh, I'm really enjoying your company now. We're much less likely to say those kinds of things. So let's let's shift it. Let's turn things on their ear and let's show up differently for our holidays this year. Yes. 
So I'm going to uh, say a prayer here in a moment, and I'd like to mention a couple of things. Masterful Living, speaking of Masterful Living, registration is open right now, and we're adding some new things to the program. So registering early is great because we can uh, actually get you started uh, this year with some things. Also, if you register for Masterful Living 2018, you will um, receive an opportunity to get a $300 discount on my New Year's Reboot Retreat, which is at Unity Village, December 28th to January 1st. We're going to have a wonderful time there at Unity Village. It's a great facility. They have such a nice hotel and space. I've done a bunch of things there. I love it there. And uh, our my New Year's Reboot Retreat is very... Um, we do a lot of clearing of emotional clutter. We take out the trash, mental trash, emotional trash, and we really reboot ourselves for the new year. It's um, We go really deep. We really do. It's Believe it, it's not just listening to me talk. You're going to get involved, and that's what it is because it's about you having a real healing. And, um, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And it's great. So if you sign up for Masterful Living now, you're going to get a $300 discount on that retreat. So please, uh, if it, any of these things call to you, join now. And of course, we have payment plans. We have payment plans. Um, and let's capture this $25,000 matching grant and exceed it. So... I invite you, please, to uh, make a contribution. If it calls to you, of course, it's tax deductible. And uh, December 4th is our deadline. We have uh, $15,000 to raise, and your money is doubled. If we can raise that $15,000, we unlock that twenty-five. So please... Um, Give and give generously if it feels you feel called to it. Thank you so much. Let us pray. And thank you so much to the people who've already given so generously. Yay. Yay. God bless you. Good karma. Paying it forward. We take a breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful and thankful that love is our true identity. Love is all that there is. And we are grateful and thankful to love without conditions. To let the love substitutes dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause so we never experience them again. Love without conditions. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Mwah.